Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Red Men TV. Good morning from Paris. Um, the morning after the Champions League final and. I just wanted to talk about some of the stuff that I, I saw last night, and obviously the time for football analysis was it was a bit last night. There'll be time um, on Monday or what have you. I'll, I'll be honest; I haven't thought a great deal about the football match. What I have um, had my thoughts consumed by are the events that transpired pre and post match at the Stade de France, um, which were unlike anything I've seen in a football match before. Now I, I put a tweet out last night. I've you know been going to football since I was six. This was in the aftermath of Hillsborough. My dad was at Hillsborough, um, but started taking me to Anfield the season after, predominantly leading up to 1990 Liverpool winning the, the, the league title and stuff. And that come off the back of, of course, you know, changes to how football was was managed in, in the country. You know, there was the Taylor Report, and football became a, a generally safer place after you know you hear stories. And I wasn't around for for, for the worst of football in the in, in the eighties, but the football that I've grown up with has been a, a far safer environment. And people talk about the gentrification of the game, but what it's meant is that it, it's safer to take your kids, it's safer to take your family. It's generally a more a more wholesome experience, whilst also managing to maintain, of course, the the edge, you know, the the the, the banter and whatever that makes football the, the beautiful game that it actually is. What I saw last night was a totally and utterly reprehensible behaviour from the French police, who were an absolute disgrace from minute one, almost a borderline criminal lack of organisation from UEFA. And a stadium and surroundings completely ill-fitted for the uh, the occasion which it was due to due to host. My personal experiences of this: we arrived at the game around two hours before kickoff. We got off at the station, having come up from Plaster Clichy, which of course is very very busy, uh, very much a central hub in, in Paris that, that crosses over from the line that runs from east to west and the land the line that runs from north to south. We'd made that journey actually on the Friday. Which is how we knew where we were going. <clears throat> of course, we come up on the Friday and it was very quiet, it was very empty, it was very sedate, people just walking around the stadium. But we followed that routine this time around. When we got off the station, of course, as I say, it was very, very, very busy. But everyone was in good spirits. Liverpool fans and Real Madrid fans mixing, no issues whatsoever. We funneled off to the left, which is kind of like the flow of foot traffic and the way that we'd walked previously, which is where you led sort of under an overpass and then over this sort of red bridge that leads towards the start of France. Um, when we got to the first sort of barricade there, that was when it became a little bit obvious that it wasn't very well organised. <clears throat> now, 
when we went to Basel for the Europa League final, what you had was the st- you got nowhere near the stadium. It was impossible to get anywhere near the stadium. There were so many ticket checks along the way, barricades, all incredibly very well manned, which was like, look, let's be honest, at the time, it was well, quite a lot. This feels like quite excessive for, for what it is. But what it led to was a lot of weeding out of people who, for first and foremost, shouldn't have been there. Um, but also, it meant that there was a, a much more steady flow to the traffic getting to the football match. The one, the Metropolitano, was we actually got to get to the gate to the game slightly closer to the kickoff. I think it was around an hour we arrived that time. And then the people were being held outside the ground before being let go and let toward the ground in chunks, which at the time, again, wasn't, <clears throat> it didn't feel like the best. But, and we were, it was, yeah, people were poorly managed, people needed the toilet. It wasn't great at all at the Wanda, but by comparison to what happened at the Stade de France, it seems like light years ahead. So when we get to the first barricade, we, it becomes quite evident that it's a, it's a Real Madrid area. Which we don't realise, of course, until you get there, because the sign posting for where Liverpool fans should expressly be going was not was not made clear. I mean, think about Wembley Stadium, for example. They make it very clear which end is which, and there's the offer alternative routes to getting to it as a result. <clears throat> Whether that was available, I'm not sure, but that was my experience of it. We got there now. I'm travelling with my wife, and we had uh, Tom with us as one of the Redmen producers. As we were sort of being followed, there was no direction of what was happening. There was just a bottleneck of people. And, of course, we knew that the bridge was ahead, so we knew that that was the way we had to go, but there was no clear pathway through. We started to notice that, I'm being taller, I was able to look over the crowd and kind of see that you know, the people filtering through here. There were obviously some sort of ticket check. All of a sudden, there was just massive surging of bodies. What happened is, and I, and I said this last night, that it was Real Madrid fans. I, I, I can't attest that it was Real Madrid fans, I'd like to say. Some young lads... Um, who I, I thought were Real Madrid fans, I thought I saw a couple of shirts, but again, it's largely irrelevant, tried to get past this initial barricade, because it was just a bunch of UEFA stewards who, let's be honest, are, are probably on what minimum wage manning these things, there was no proper security, they were just doing very loose ticket checks and, and, and swabs with a, what I guess was a UV pen, but what happened was, a few people tried it, then the police were notified, who then surged back towards, and this led to absolute panic in the crowd as people were like running out the way, people running running for, for safety or what have you. This settled down, and we kind of moved to one side. As an aside, this is a point where Tom noticed someone trying to pickpocket uh, me back off me back, uh, who Ellie was able to stop that. So we got our tickets checked and we get through, and then it's, it's very, very busy when we make it across the bridge. We get round. And we get round to eventually all the way around the stadium to what is the Liverpool section. It was then again just a little bit. There was a bad. There was a, a really. I don't know. People were singing outside, so it wasn't the worst. But when you got to the sort of turnstiles, again you had one person who again very young, almost young, you know, young men, young women, managing hundreds and hundreds of people who've already experienced real delays in trying to get in as well. And then when they get to the turnstile, the submissions of turnstiles, people being turned away. We got through, tickets were fine. And then what we saw is just, it was just absolute carnage from then. Um, we saw this, the, the, the first signs of there being sort of breakdown of security and what have you. And then we get into the ground and it's a bit cheeky. And, and that was the, the largely the worst of our experience, in, you know, kind of arriving. By the time... We, the, the the game gets the kick off from here and the delays and delays and delays. People are starting to drift feed in and we're starting to hear stories about people being tear gassed. There's one woman who must have been in her 50s came in in floods of tears, really shaking up 
by the experience we started to hear from other people in our group ben kelly talking about uh, being on the receiving end of tear gas as well in in, in the um, waiting to get into the ground and liverpool fans being held back and the announcement that it was fans arriving late fans arriving with it without proper tickets it was just horrendously mismanaged from the start must have the france is obviously a big stadium but the level of organization was just not there and and, and okay well you think okay maybe that's it what, what what kind of what else can go on? We finally, finally, finally get the game underway. The vast majority of fans, it looks like at this point. And I'd gone about ten minutes before the actual kickoff. I'd gone outside, and it looked like people were starting to flow into the stadium. It looked like it calmed down, but there was just so much outrage and anger from the people who were coming in. Just people, just who, and I've seen the faces of people look incredibly rational people just trying to explain to people this is a, this is an absolute disgrace as they're walking in having to have their their say because of how they were treated on the way in but anyway people filter through it's the game the game goes ahead and we know what happened in, in, in the football match but what what happened toward the end of the game as well is the last couple of minutes the riot police came out and stood in front of the liverpool fans and and this is, I believe, is a knock-on impact of th- this notion that, of course, that Liverpool fans were to blame somehow in the start for the for the for the things leading into the football game, which is which is absolute nonsense, of course. But what you have is uh, aggression adds to aggression; it leads to escalation. I always talk about going to Bayern Munich away, and there being a presence of police, there being a presence of security, but they were so hands off. I went to Red Star Belgrade, one of the most hostile atmospheres I've ever been in, being spat at all kinds by by away fans, but the management of the game by the people in and around the game, the, you know, the facilities were horrendous, but actually outside the ground and how people managed in and outside of the stadium was, I had no no issues with that whatsoever. What we got when uh, when it, you know the, the full time whistle, and it was it was evident Liverpool had lost, and the by police finally kind of filtered away, but it told you what they thought of fans and fans who'd already were already irate at the idea of being penned, being bottled, being pepper sprayed and their families and everything that they've gone through to get in and then basically being shown by the authorities. It's like, we think you're scum, we think you're trouble, we think we're here ready for a fight. And that's what you see, I think, with, with, with heavy handed police when they expect a fight you get a fight whether you want one or not. And we saw that as we walked out to the ground. I was expecting it to be pretty calm, busy, but calm, walking back to the station. It was an absolute nightmare. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And for me, this was the worst of the experience where we just, I mean, there's the point where my wife, Charlie, just says, stay away from the police. Keep away from stop walking towards the police. You, I don't feel safe around the police, which is the most backward statement I could possibly think of. People whose job it is to to protect you, to make you feel safe in the environment that you're in, were were the aggravators who you didn't want to be near them because you felt that the police could go off at any given moment. And this is bear in mind by the time we're leaving the ground, I stayed and watched the, the trophy lift, so it's a good what probably half an hour plus or maybe even more after the full-time whistle, we're in a crowd of Real Madrid fans who were again are all in good mood, finally managed to find our way to, to Chris and Tom, and they've been tear gas just standing around waiting for us. So we had, had to wake our way back across the bridge, heading towards the, the station again. They've parked, the police have parked the van across one half of the entrance to the bridge, which is causing a bottleneck, which is causing crushing, which is causing distress, which then leads to more and more bodies piling up behind us. We managed to make it through across the bridge. As we come down the other side of the bridge, though, there was a point where, and, I, and there may have been an inciting incident, but I genuinely can't, I didn't see what it was, and it wouldn't, I, can't, I just can't imagine a world that leads to this, is all of a sudden, people are panicking and running towards us at full speed. The crowd parts, and what's left in front of us is a couple of people, uh, fans on the floor, and the police with guns pointed at the football fans. With you know shields up and and guns pointed at us and, we, and, and you know and, and other people the police who are standing right around doing nothing to the side closer to us are basically pushing people off to the side and trying to go around like guns pointed at us at a football match. Now I have a friend who's a, an officer in the uh, American military and he once told me that you're always trained that the only time you ever point your gun at someone is if you're going to shoot them. Um, and having that advice ringing round my head was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. Seeing that pointed, I know that they say they decide that someone's the problem. We're in the the, the, the line of fire. There is, I, I genuinely, I, I haven't got the words to talk for a living, and I, I haven't got the words to describe that. Like, can you can you imagine that? Can you imagine walking away from a concert? Can you imagine walking away from any event? And for whatever, you know, the, the, having guns pointed at you, it, it's it's beyond ridiculous. Um, and that and that's we managed we managed to move away from that. Um, and I said that the, the 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 mission became from then on is stay clear of the French police because they're dangerous, and find a way to 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 just get clear to get away from the crowd and get back into central Paris and. Mercifully, once we finally pushed through the crowd, we found our way onto the train. The trains, of course, were packed, but we got on and we got back to Paris, ultimately safe and sound. We were very, very lucky, all told. The stories that I've seen pre-match and post-match, people that I trust, uh, respected journalists covering this. And the worst thing about this, ultimately, is that, and look, you can't, can't help tribalism, you can't help reactions, but this idea of it's Liverpool fans again. You know that's the thing that I'm that that, that scares me most about this is that instead of looking at UEFA, instead of looking at the police and saying absolute disgrace, 
because Liverpool have been involved in incidents which, when it comes to Hillsborough, let's, let's be honest, was, was proven in, in, in course, was legally proven not to be Liverpool fans' faults. So, you know, the idea that this can be held over is a, a it just makes me sad more than anything else. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to react to that. I don't, you know, I don't, I've taken, you know, I started taking my kids to the football this season. So both my son and my daughter, my six-year-old and my ten-year-old, because I brought my wife for the first couple of times this season, we went to the FA Cup semi-final, perfect. No problems whatsoever. So I went to the Super Cup in Istanbul, no problems whatsoever. No problems in, in the London Metropolitano, no problems over in Basel, um, no problems in Kiev at all. Kiev was an absolute joy. Um, Paris, France, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world, you know, used to hosting big events. The thing was an absolute shambles from start to finish. And it, and it's a shame that it, you know, there might be people think it comes across as sort of sour grapes or whatever. Honestly, I haven't, I've barely thought about the football. I've barely, you know, uh, yeah, it, yeah, abhorrent, absolutely abhorrent. And I hope everyone who, who was at the, you know, people got it much worse than I did. You know, families will be shaking up. There'll be children who won't want to go to the football again. There'll be people who won't want to go to the football again. I'm honestly, it makes me consider if you want to go to big events again, because it's it's not safe and it should be safe. And that's not on football fans. That is on, on management. That's on organisation. That's on structure. We put our lives and we don't realise this because it's meant to go unnoticed. You're meant to get into events without a hitch. It's not your responsibility. You know, you know, everyone has to conduct themselves in, 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 a, in a sensible manner as possible. But that is facilitated by the facilities. The stadium wasn't fit for purpose. The surroundings weren't fit for it. The security was terrible. The police were terrible. UEFA's organisation was absolutely horrendous. The, the worst experience I've ever had at a football match. And honestly, when I say that, I know I've just watched Liverpool lose a European Cup final. I'll get over that. I honestly will. It, it pales in, into insignificance. It was a game of football. Games of football happen all the time. There'll be more of them in a few weeks' time. The season will start again, and I'll watch Liverpool win football matches and lose football matches and draw football matches again. But I never want to go to a football match and experience that fear. And no one should have to go and be fearful going to watch a football match anyway. I, I, I've got to go now and get back on a flight. I'm going to go back and hopefully catch the parade for Liverpool and, and put a bit of joy back into me, heart and soul and all that good stuff. But if you have bad experiences, let me know in, in the comments. And yeah, look, that's just my idea of what I saw. Um, at the start of the front, I, I genuinely didn't think I'd be sat here. You know, I'd, be, I'd much rather be sitting here talking about the Real Madrid goal Honestly, I'd rather talk about the, th the things that Liverpool maybe didn't get right on the night, the things that Liverpool definitely did get right on the night. But here we are. I thought it was important to just share my eye view of what I saw and what I experienced last night because authorities are very good at putting the blame on fans and I'm sure UEFA will try. Thanks so much to some of the great journalists who've actually put themselves forward. People like Gary Lineker, obviously Neil Jones was there. Fans Mark Ogden, uh, video and things that happened. Um, Go and see more of that stuff and make sure the truth is known in case they decide to try and put it all on Liverpool fans and Real Madrid fans and football fans in general. UEFA are a disgrace and the French police are even worse.